Well, kia ora and welcome. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is the Dawn Chorus on the Kaka. This morning, it's worth looking at what's happening in Wellington, where it looks like the council here is going to have its own Auckland unitary plan battle. Yesterday, the Dominion Post reported that officials appear to have gutted the new unitary plan, or sort of the new city plan, which was done up in response to the Labour government's national policy statement on urban development. Remember, the background here is that we need lots of medium density, hopefully slightly more affordable homes close to the CBD if we're going to deal with our housing affordability and climate change issues. And uh, often, though, these attempts to get more apartments and townhouses in areas where previously there's been single dwellings has hit a brick wall of NIMBY opposition. And there has been a real backlash in Wellington to plans for a lot more townhouses and apartments in places like Mount Victoria, Newtown, Burrampore, all the usual leafy inner city suburbs. And it uh, looks like for now that the NIMBYs have won. Uh, officials have um, rewritten the plan, taken out about half of these um, high-density houses. Interesting thing now is what response we get from the councillors, because obviously this is still a draft, has to go before the council in the next couple of weeks, and we'll see the colour of the um, spots of the Green councillors and the Labour councillors on that council. Um, some interesting political pain for various people around us, in particular the Greens, where we're now starting to see a split developing between the old values party, part of the Greens, um, the, the tree-hugging, villa-dwelling uh, part of the Greens, which is against development, and the younger part of the Greens, who are very keen, obviously, on um, a lot more affordable, uh, medium-density dwellings close to work and play and school and that sort of thing. And uh, there's, a, there's some interesting tensions developing there. Same also actually in National, where Nicola Willis, the housing spokesperson, is very much in favour of higher density um, house building close to the CBD. She's obviously a, a Wellington Central um, electorate campaigner. And Chris Bishop, uh, the former housing spokesman, now the leader of the House and National's COVID-19 spokesman. He is also very keen on uh, public transport and more... Um, and denser, you know, uh, housing arrangements. However, there's an awful lot of national voters, including those anti-island-based cycleway campaigners, who really don't want apartments in their town or in their backyard. So this is really a battle for the future of uh, what our cities look like, whether we get anywhere near affordable housing, whether we deal with our climate change issues, and we'll see how that turns out. It was a big one in Auckland. In 2016, we had a similar sort of thing going on. The unitary plan came forward. It was initially not very dense at all. Uh, an independent expert came back and put the density back in. There was a big fight at a council meeting in February 2016. The council initially uh, opposed the dense unitary plan. Uh, uh, Bill English and John Key, um, understandably, were pretty grumpy about this because it, it frustrated plans to fix the housing solution Fix, find a housing solution with a supply shock. And so some arms were twisted on the Auckland Council of the centre-right councillors. However, in the background, uh, big chunks of the leafy suburbs were carved out of the unitary plan. Have a look at the maps for Hearn Bay, Ponsonby, Grey Lynn, Parnell, 
Mount Eden and an awful lot of single dwelling homes stayed that way. There's only a few little spots around train stations and on a couple of main roads that uh, were given the full medium density treatment. So um, the devil's always in the detail and it's worth keeping an eye on this one. And also whether the government uses some of its political capital to try to push the, the Wellington Council into it. Remember the tensions here are that the, um, the government is not really helping the councils much with the financial costs of all of this housing development. Remember the government takes all the uh, GST and income tax benefits of population growth but doesn't really pay its fair share of infrastructure costs. So keep an eye on that one. The next one to watch is the GDP figures that came out yesterday. Extraordinarily strong. We got 1.6% growth in the March quarter from the December quarter in GDP. Now, economists were expecting around about 05 to 0.8%, so pretty much double, in fact, more than double what most people expected, and also way higher than what the Reserve Bank were looking at. The Reserve Bank, albeit that was their forecast last month before we got some of the initial figures through for GDP, the Reserve Bank was forecasting a contraction of 0.6%. And in the budget last month, Treasury was saying there would be a 2.2% contraction. So blown out of the water completely, driven very much by consumers spending up on accommodation, eating out, furniture, uh, big screen TVs, cars, and, and of course there's now a bit of a rush, a rush on to buy those double cab utes uh, before the uh, impos imposition of the fee bait scheme. So a great time to be at Harvey Norman or a car dealer. Uh, but the question is, will this flood through into asset price inflation? And uh, the economists, after looking at these numbers, are now suggesting we could have a rate hike in early next year. Previously, most people were looking at May, July. Now people are talking about February. And in fact, financial markets are saying there's a very small chance, less than 10% of a rate hike in November this year in New Zealand. And currently the markets are saying a 50% chance of a February rate hike. Uh, I still think we need to see the whites of the eyes of the consumer price and wage inflation before we really start putting up interest rates. Got to be careful too, we don't get too far ahead of people. Remember the US Federal Reserve is not expected to start hiking rates at this stage until 2023. Uh, although it looks like the Australians will start a little bit earlier than we previously thought. We got some figures yesterday on a very strong jobs market in Australia. 115,000 jobs created in the quarter. That's taken unemployment down to 5.1%. That's a pre-COVID level. And it was double. The uh, jobs growth was double uh, what economists were forecasting. So they too have pulled forward when they expect their Reserve Bank to start hiking interest rates by about three months. And they see it looking to start hiking next December. So that's, you know, a year and a half away. The risk here is if, if New Zealand, you know, starts hiking a year or two before the Australians and the Americans, that's really going to put some pressure on our currency. Although the currency did, um, did drop last night, uh, briefly under 70 US cents after we saw a big drop in commodity prices. Again, the Fed's um, announcement this week that it may, may hike interest rates in 2023 instead of the previous expectation of 2024 has, uh, has given those people who expected very strong global growth pause for thought. 
However, look at the stock market and the US government bond yields. They're not pricing in any sort of inflation or interest rate spike anytime soon. In fact, the US 10-year at 1.5% this morning as we speak. Watch out uh, elsewhere for a few bits and pieces of news breaking. The Herald has a story showing that the uh, cycle bridge has a benefit to cost ratio of about 0.5. And uh, David Seymour saying that's why we shouldn't build it. Um, Michael Wood's coming back and saying, well, we build a whole bunch of motorways with lower benefit to cost ratios. So um, we're okay. Uh, Also, keep an eye out in Christchurch. Again, culture wars, it's all about cycle lanes and a bunch of conservative councillors on the Christchurch Council are trying to uh, delay and defer a bunch of cycleways being built in Christchurch where they've had a lot of success with their cycleways. It's been great. Also, watch out. um, Sort of a chart of the day. Extraordinary rise in the public housing waiting list continuing to, to go up. Well, that's it for uh, this week for the Kaka, uh, the Dawn Chorus at least. Um, Watch out for uh, my weekend, the week that was um, Hoon, where we'll talk to someone about the uh, events of the bigger week. And also um, my weekly Hoon with Peter Bale about the um, news over the horizon, the big uh, news of the week globally. And please jump into the comments and tell me, what you'd like to see in either of these hoons later today. Oh, and scroll on down to the fun things. There's a couple of beauties in there today. Kakite no, I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus on the Kaka. <laughs>